So I was going to have a party at my house, uh, a barbecue out in the backyard. So I put my ferret cage in the front room. Now my house has a mullet. Business in the front, party at the back. Uh, my husband told me I shouldn't keep making cringy jokes on this podcast, but I just couldn't help myself. Um, this week's episode on Stolen Our Hearts is about cages and what people look for when they choose a cage. Welcome. For this episode, I asked people to contribute their thoughts as MP3s or written down, um, and I'll read them out. Thank you very much to those who gave me their opinions about cages. It's really helpful. Occasionally, I will be asking questions like this on the Facebook page and on the Instagram. So Facebook is, again, Stolen Our Hearts, and the Instagram is Stolen Our Hearts Podcast. Thank you very much. If you could please share your thoughts about things. (laughs) So first off, my friend Hannah um, was kind enough to tell me that the thing she thinks about when she's getting her cage was ease of cleaning it and also the size of the cage was important to her, especially her first cage, which had two younger ferrets in it, um, so that they had enough space to play. And I asked her, so what makes a cage easy to clean? And did the girls play in the bigger cage or did they just sleep? And uh, she replied... I think that it's easy to reach into to clean small messes and multiple doors so you're not having to climb into the cage. In their bigger cage, they certainly moved around more. They were also younger though. I felt better knowing that they had the choice to run if they wanted to. Uh, Some of the ferret cages that are out there have like tiny little sort of portal doors, I guess I'd call them. They're like little squares, a couple of them at the front of the cage and... um, Yeah, they are kind of hard to reach into. So that's the sort of cage I think Hannah would be avoiding when she has a choice. Uh, My ferrets, they don't really play in their cage much. They mainly just sleep. But I think that's because they know that they'll be coming out to play pretty soon. Um, uh, They come out often several times a day or at least once a day for several hours. Usually at least four hours, that's the minimum. So though Winnie and Marie do sort of wrestle around together, uh, they're siblings and they're both three years old and um, they're both pretty playful. So sometimes they're crawling into the hammock together and then just rolling around for a bit, having a bit of a wrestle, a bit of a squeak time. Um, you can hear them having a bit of a, a fight. Um, most of the time, all my ferrets do in the cage is just curl up and sleep, go and get some food and water and then curl up and sleep again and use the litter tray and then go and sleep again. But I suppose if your ferret isn't getting out as much, or if they're very young, um, they would want more playtime. And I guess lots of them would be quite happy um, coming out of their little hammocks and having a play. Yeah, I think if I made our ferret cage bigger, they'd just have more space to sleep. (laughs) Though I do wonder, I suppose, if I blocked off the room that their cage was in and allowed them to come out of their cage and play in the room if they would or if they'd just wait um, to get out of the room um, and just treat the big room like a um, a slightly bigger cage so they've just got more places to sleep. Um, Yeah, so I guess it depends on on your ferret's personalities. If you look at the photos of, say, um, 
Karina from our, from our Wanted Fuzzes um, cage set up. She's got her cages in a large aviary and then they can come out of that cage to play. So obviously some fairies do come out of their cage and play in a, like, a larger cage and isn't that just what a house is basically for a ferret? <laughs> um, my ferrets are always wanting more space. If there's a door closed, they want to get in there. So I guess they just adjust to what they have. Have you ever tried to clean a cage where um, you have to sort of contort your body to clean the areas um, that aren't directly in front of the door? I think that's what happens when the cage doors are too small. Um, you're sort of like, I don't know, you know in those movies where they're, or TV shows where some kid puts their hand up into a vending machine? Sort of like that, but for ferret poop. <laughs> As Hannah did also mention that it's important that it's safe for the ferrets and that they can't get out. On Instagram, I got a message from someone called Me and the Fuzzies, and they replied telling me, Hi there, following your recent post, I thought I'd share. Smiley face. The thing we considered when buying the cage was the ease of access for cleaning, how rust-proof the metal was, the bar's width, and whether the cage was movable or not. Uh, these are good things to think about. Um, some cages are on wheels and some are not. Some would scratch the floor that it's on and some will not. Um, the one I've got right now has wheels and it's fantastic. I like being able to wheel it out easily to clean. The one I had previously did not and I often had to sort of wiggle it very carefully out and that would spill their water um, or I'd need help. Um, moving at any sort of distance further than say 30 centimeters also had to try and put felt uh or mats underneath the cage because it would um sort of scrape at the tiles or the wood in various houses i was in wheels definitely good <laughs> some cages are pretty big and heavy too so wheels definitely make a difference uh with rust proofing um this could be a problem depending on how you like to clean your cage or if the cage is outside. If it's outside and it might get rained on sometimes, obviously you don't want it too rusty. Um, if you're cleaning using vinegar and water, that can also cause uh, rust and it means that your investment is um, ruined a lot faster than it should be. So make sure your cage is rust-proof. Um, bar's width, um, that's very important for a ferret. Did you know that if their head fits through, their whole body will fit through? Even if they're a chunky ferret, they can fit through the tiniest little gaps. And we've had a few escape attempts um, from our previous cage. Our previous cage was actually a, um, a kitten cage, I think. And what we did, we well, I at the time, when I first got it, um, it was just me. So I made extra levels in the cage using uh, chicken wire and doweling and um, what are they called? Um, zip ties. Zip ties are amazing. Um, so I made a level using that and I put some chicken wire on the outside because I knew that uh, my guy Nibbler could get out through the bottom. Um, he learned that like day one. <laughs> he came out deliberately to bite us. Yeah, and then later on I had a little girl called Chloe and she figured out how to climb up the chicken wire and get out the um get out the cage bars that were 
at the top of the cage, so she'd climb the hammocks and the sides of the cage to get out. And that was a bit of a problem, so I had to put um, mesh all over the cage now. Thank you very much for your comment. It was um, very useful. Then on Instagram, the rain ferrets sent me um, an MP3 of what of what she considered when she was getting her ferret cages. So here it is. When I was first considering a cage to house my ferrets, my ultimate goal was safety. I wanted something safe for them to be locked inside and reliably secure so that they wouldn't be able to get out on their own. They are only caged at times for their safety, so the product that I chose for them needed to meet these expectations. The cage also needed to be spacious and provide enough room to accommodate food and water, play, and bathroom. Keeping the bathroom separate from everything else felt very important for hygiene. Because it's great to get real-world experiences and opinions, I did many online searches and spoke with several shelters about what they recommended. Ultimately, this is how I found out about the Ferret Nation cage by Midwest Homes for Pets. A few of the really nice features that stood out to me almost immediately were the expansion ability of the cage to become one, two, or three levels, that it had wheels for mobility, that the double doors were placed in front and allowed for 100% access to the inside of the cage to make cleaning easy, and the locking mechanism is also clever and requires a human-specific force and coordination to open and to lock the doors. There were some downsides, especially with the internal smaller level inserts, but with some modifications of my own, those challenges were overcome, and the cage became even more usable. Overall, I've been pretty pleased with my purchase. Thank you so much for sending me that mp3. Um, I really hope to hear from lots of other people with their thoughts. Um, whenever I ask for it. See, it's really not that scary. Uh, she she sounds like she put in a lot more effort than even I do with my podcast. So, um, yeah, you can really just record your thoughts. You can read it out. <laughs> I agree with the rain ferrets. That is very important to have space for your litter tray and your water and your food bowls. Um, my guys, they... Well, my guys and girls, they need quite a large litter tray the corner ones do not work for them they don't like it um and their litter tray takes up the entire width the entire depth of the cage sorry and their bowls need to be fairly big because they like to snorkel in it and then they run out of water so I like having lots of water in there so that they have enough left over when they've done playing and it also manages to fit ice cubes in for summer uh ferrets shouldn't be having like those dripper uh, drink bottle things. So you do need space for the bowl of water. They also like having a large food bowl because then all three of them, or all four in the past, could all fit around at the same time, chomping away. And that way there were no fights, which meant um, that they could all get enough food because one of them was very much the submissive ferret. And sometimes he'd miss out on food if the others were taking over too much. So I liked having a big enough bowl that all four could fit. Now, unfortunately, we don't have uh, lots of the American-style cages here in Australia um, because the shipping over here is just ridiculous. 
So yeah, we had to get um, I guess an off-brand one. I can't remember what the brand was, but it looks sort of similar to theirs, and it has solid ramps instead of a ladder ramp, and it has solid platforms instead of like a mesh platform, and it has um, large doors that take up about half of the level, um, like floor to ceiling, um, and really nice latches. Uh, something that is important to me is making sure that the little feet are safe on the on the floors of the cage and the ramps. Um, I had a few times where um, in the sort of handmade cage that I made, uh, a, a toenail or whatever got caught in um, on the cage ramp. Um, I always had it covered with a a, ple- a piece of fabric, but even that somehow it got twisted. And I heard screaming and I went o- I went over to the cage and there's one of them just hanging by a leg. We're very lucky we didn't get a dislocation or a toenail ripped off and blood everywhere. Um, there was also a time where one of the boy's penises got stuck in the ramp. Um, he wasn't lifting his whole body as he walked. Uh, he was sort of sliding up the ramp. That's not good. <laughs> so I really like that the ramps I've got at the moment are solid ramps with like little ladder imprints I guess raised little ladder bits that was really good um I also like that the shelves on our cage are solid the previous one for the originally for cats um has sort of plastic shelves that were not very wide um but at least they were it was like a um a metal shelf with a plastic um insert thing that tucked into the corners it was made like that so that was good um, but even in the cage we have now, the levels are actually, um, they're made up of the bars. Uh, that's not good for ferrets' feet. It can really hurt them. Uh, so I always have to cover the, the levels with, and these are the, the main levels, not just the little shelves. The little shelves are solid, which is strange for me, but, um, the big levels are just mesh. And, they are wideish bits of metal. It's not super cutting like um, with chicken wire, but it's still not good on their feet. It it would hurt walking on that all the time, right? Like imagine walking on on bars all the time yourself. That would hurt. So I cover mine with newspaper, to be honest, and then towels and blankets, and that way it's easy for me to dispose of when they make a mess. It just goes straight into the green bin. Other people, and I've done this before, uh, using plastic carpet runners, cut it into shape and put it on. That's also pretty good. I just haven't got around to it with this cage. Um, maybe I should. <laughs> it's just I also felt that it would stop any chewing. Um, one of my ferrets, Marie, she does like to chew things sometimes, so I didn't want to risk it, left it in newspaper. At least then um, if they swallow it, it's not as big a deal as if they were swallowing bits of plastic, which would cause a big blockage. Something that is also a hazard with our ferret, uh, with one of our ferrets, Trixie, is that she will climb the outside of the cage to get on top of the cage and whatever we're storing up there. Um, we really only store the carrier cages and some extra towels and things up there, but it's not good. It's obviously like a high height for her. And I don't know about your ferrets, but it has to do uh, leaps of faith off of high, th- off of high things. and. Um, yeah, if she gets bored up there, she'll just try and jump off. So what we did, we have a P 
piece of um, core flute that is larger than the ferret cage itself. I have that sitting on top so that when she gets to the top of the cage, she can't get over it to sit on top of the cage. And she tends to just sort of slide down, like um, like sliding down a fireman's pole or a ladder, I guess, back down to the ground um, because she can't get up. So it's a lot safer for her. The cage we currently have does have a few little fiddly bits that are harder to clean. Um, we pulled it apart for when we went on honeymoon. And I discovered that in between the two levels of the cage, there was like a, a gap that had been slowly filling with dried weed for quite a while. Um, so now I'm aware of that gap. I can get uh, my partner to pull it apart using the screws and um, I can get in there again. Um, other bits down the bottom, there's like little ridges that I have to sort of pick out with toothpicks to get little tiny bits of litter or meat out of. Not very nice, but um, it's the best one we've, we've seen ourselves. Um, in Australia, there seems to be a lot of modification of cat and bird cages for the ferrets, and that can be okay as long as you, you think about the hazards. Another thing that is a problem is that if the metal or the hinges are sort of bendy, ferrets can force their way through it um, so they can... Uh, not look like their head can fit through the gap but if they're forcing their little nose in and then slowly getting through they can wiggle their way through by bending the bars slightly or they can if it's if a door is being held on just by one little bolt sometimes the top or the bottom of the door if it's sort of a bendy hinge um, there's a gap that they can push through so you really need to test it you need to see the cage if you can before you go and buy it we need to think of solutions. So we um, attach the top and bottom of the doors with um, with a little hook so that she couldn't do that anymore. Uh, I really like if the shelves can come out easily for cleaning um, without breaking any of the clips or having to do some crazy gymnastics to get it out. Uh, that way you can uh, soak it or leave it in the sink. Um, it's a lot easier to clean. Um, the cage we currently have has a tray underneath it that, um, so it's got, uh, I might need to take some photos. <laughs> so it's got the wire bottom, like I said, and then under that on the bottom level, there's a plastic tray and you can sort of flip a little, um, hook up and slide that tray out. And it's actually caught, you know, all the little bits of meat or the bits of litter or the poop that sometimes goes through. Um, that's pretty useful. It has kept our floor nicer. <laughs> so that's a nice feature that you might want to look out for. Um, but you do need to make sure that they cannot get through the bottom bars into that tray and then slide out. Um, because that's the sort of thing the, fer <laughs> the ferrets do. Our previous cage had a, a tray at the bottom and no bars on top. So what they did, they'd get into the corner of it dig their feet under, sort of do a handstand and flip so they went under the tray and then they could get through the bars that are underneath because those bars weren't as tight as the ones on the sides of the cage because, of course, they don't think that kittens are going to do this. So uh, we had a few escapes from that. Um, so we had to put mesh further down and sort of tie the edges of that plastic tray down with zip ties again.
I like to see cages that help avoid falls. Um, some of them they look like, um, I don't know, like the little shelves are too small, and the little ladders are too um, flimsy or too steep. Uh, ferrets are not the most elegant of creatures sometimes, especially when they're playing, and some of the cages it's a long way down like some of them you can see and they're just bottom of the cage then ladder up to a little shelf ladder up to another little shelf ladder up to another little shelf ladder up to another little shelf and that is it there's no um second big shelf and so that is a long way to fall if they're on the top little level um so i always hang hammocks across uh, so that if they fall they're going to land in a hammock most likely yeah, so that's something else other people have mentioned, that they like having hammocks all over the cage. So something that the cage has to have are bars that allow lots of hammocks to be hung. So that means you need to have enough horizontal bars um, so that they don't just slide to the bottom of the cage, obviously. Someone else was kind enough to tell me that they love having cages where you can add on to them. So what she's been doing is uh, she's attached another level to the top of her cage and now she's going to attach other cages to the first one next to them and attach them through um, through cutting holes in the side and attaching tunnels using zip ties. Um, so some people see it as more of a, you know, you can Frankenstein them together. So I guess in that case, you probably wouldn't want to spend too much money on your original cages, and that's a good thing. You can do that. Something else to consider is that I have been mentioning lots of metal cages. Heat control is a problem for ferrets, so I'd be looking for something that isn't solid metal, especially if the cage is outside or near a window, because it's sort of like um, pets in a hot car that is going to heat up. It's going to get very hot in there, and you're going to end up with some very sad, uncomfortable, or possibly dead ferrets. Um, also, if it's a wooden cage, uh, we is going to soak into the wood and make it rot, uh, which isn't very stable and it will smell a lot more than it has to. Um, and wooden cages are just so much harder to clean. Uh, if you're not careful, a wooden cage could be dug through by a determined ferret. Uh, if the wood has become old and rotten that's uh something that ferret could dig through <laughs> for sure one more thing that's pretty darn important for a ferret cage is does it fit in the space you want your ferret cage to fit in imagine spending hundreds of dollars on your ferret cage to find out it doesn't it doesn't fit in the spot you wanted so measure first and then order also make sure you're tall enough to reach the top of the cage if um, you're if you're getting a triple height cage you might need a step stool <laughs> so thank you very much for listening to this episode i hope it's given you some things to think about i know it's not everything about um, what to think about before you get a cage if you've got more ideas please send me an mp3 to stolen our hearts podcast at gmail.com and I'm happy to make another episode in the future. Good luck with all your ferret cage buying. And I hope to see you on the Facebook page or the Buy Me a Coffee website or the Instagram. 
and we can make ferrets' lives better together. Talk to you next week.